Hey, Gemma from Siren here, ready to talk to two people who are working on a documentary film about what uh, footy, I'll say generally community footy, but we'll go into more detail in a moment. But um, I'd love to have each of you introduce yourselves first so everyone knows who you are and kind of what your background is. So, Al, let's start with you. Oh, God, I didn't know you were going to do this. Um, <laughs> um, I'm Alison Smirnoff. Um, I am also a co-founder of Siren. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've, look, I'm a, I guess I'm a women's footy tragic. I've been involved at the Darabin Falcons for the last five or six years. Um, mm-hmm. In a previous life, I was in-house video producer at Carlton for about seven years in the AFL men's team. So, yeah, that's probably where I cut my teeth in, you know, like, well, I wouldn't call it filmmaking, you know, video production and I also have, like, digital and social media background and, um, yeah, women's footy changed my life. So let's just make a film about it. Well, I should credit you. I, I say it all the time privately but publicly. Al's the reason Siren exists. So, um, you know, shout out to Al for that. Um <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she never she never says it, but you are literally the reason <laughs> Siren exists. Well, well, I guess I mean just to that. I mean, a lot of us were producing um, a lot of content independently about uh, AFLW and women's sport generally, and I just had the idea that we should all join forces and work together. And so far, it's working pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I'm grateful for it. Man, I quit my job, um, <laughs> my horrible, horrible office job. Bill, I don't even know you yeah. very well, so I'm interested to hear your background now. <laughs> okay. Well, um, yeah, my name is uh, my name is Bill Irving. Um, I am a uh, filmmaker. Um, I am Melbourne based. Um, I have made, um, I guess, uh, mostly documentaries. I made. Uh, I work with uh, a fellow named James Brown, and we uh, made a featured documentary about um, Syrian refugees living in Jordan called Bataan. Um, it came out two years ago, um, which was um, a really, really satisfying filmmaking experience. I'm, I love sport. I worked at I worked at Fox Sports and Fox Footy for um, several years. And I, yeah, my involvement with, I'm, I'm a keen footy player, my involvement with um, women's footy basically came about through uh, my association with my local footy club, West Brunswick. Um, and I just, yeah, uh, over the, my time, um, at the club, um, at when when we added a women's side, it, it, it drastically changed the fabric of the club and, well, the, yeah, the direction of my life as well. Um, and um, so that would be the background, I guess. I really love hearing about the two different perspectives of community clubs as well. So Al, obviously coming from the Falcons, who are a, a women's club, there isn't a men's team there, but you coming from a club that existed prior to the growth of women's footy and the addition of it and how it does change a club. It's really interesting to hear both of those sides of it too. Yeah. Uh, look, I've been, I've been involved in footy m- my whole life. Um, and it's really, it's really interesting to me that um, I guess some of the, the um, problems I had with the, um, the culture of men's footy, <laughs> um, th- having experienced those like coming through um, and growing up in, in the game, it's really interesting that that very same sport became my access point to this community of amazing women <laughs> through, yeah. through, through women's footy. Um, and like that's, yeah, I, I guess, you know, my, my motivation 
for making this film is pretty simple is that I just love all the women's footy players I've met <laughs> and my, 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 you know, my, my friends and, and that community. And I just, I wanted it to be celebrated. So I guess yeah. that's, look, that was, yeah, that's my, my vibe on this. <laughs> that's sick. How did you two come to know each other? Um, well, we got introduced through a mutual friend. And I think it was just one of those timing things. It's like I, um, I'd been thinking a lot about, um, you know, Gil, Gil McLaughlin references AFLW as being a revolution and, and it is in some respects, but I think that, like, I, I really noticed that that revolution was happening at a grassroots level and, you know, just what are the societal and cultural impacts of that. Um, and I think, yeah, similarly, Bill had been cooking up something as well, and yeah, we just we got we got introduced by a mutual yeah. friend and got chatting. Yeah, I I've been doing a pitch to um it was the Vice um Australiana uh, doco series. I, I'd just been doing a pitch that was like a mini version of what this doco might end up being, which was following the West Brunswick Footy Club for a season for that exact same reason that my my really strong feeling that. <laughs> the revolution of women's football was most keenly being felt at this community level. It was just through our, through our mutual friend, um, Nikita, when, yeah, when she spoke about what Al wanted to do, it was, it was crazily aligned. And um, that, that was really exciting because it really opened up the possibilities of what the film could be rather than just a small um, one club experience. It became, we started <laughs> getting these grand ideas that it could be about um, every every woman's experience in football and all the community football clubs we can involve and and that makes more sense to me because there's like a commonality of experience um, that's really important I think it tells the story interestingly um, yeah. yeah so you've you've touched on little bits about what this film is about and the reasons for doing it but can you tell me specifically you've got a great name for the film um can you tell us a bit of a synopsis of what you're aiming to do with this yeah so the film the film is essentially a celebration of community women's football and it will hang around the structure of a football season um and we want that season to be experienced by uh, as many clubs as we can get access to so hopefully there'll be four or five uh, footy clubs that we can that we, we we have had some negotiations with a few of them that they obviously stalled due to COVID, <laughs> um, and so the idea is we follow a season and the 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 a football season has a natural story arc that uh, the optimism of preseason through to um, through the grind of the season through to success or failure um, come a final series and that's a really nice narrative framework to hang all of our thematic stuff on and that. That is that, like, every woman who plays football has an origin story. <laughs> like, it's even... Like superheroes? At, yeah. Pardon? Like superheroes? Totally. 100%. <laughs> like, you talk to any woman who plays football and it's like they have a, an incredible story of overcoming whatever personal obstacles to be involved in this sport. And that will be what the film ultimately is so around that framework of the footy season we'll have all of these personal stories so it'll try and be it, it's the idea is that it's an observational documentary um, that tells a story of football as a vehicle for a feminist revolution as a as an um as a, a physical um 
powerful expression of a movement um, that has been growing and building for a long time and is now finally getting a more public recognition maybe. Yeah. And Al, can you tell us what the name of the film is and where that came from? Um, well, it's called Kicking Against the Pricks. Um, yes, <laughs> it's a biblical reference, but uh, also <laughs> a Nick Cave album. <laughs> um, Excellent. It's so pretty it's quite, perfect, though. Yeah, it is pretty perfect. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Al, can you tell me why this subject matter is so important to you? Like, knowing you, I know why. But for those who don't oh. have the pleasure of being your mate. Um, oh, look, there's so much in it for me. I mean, I, as I said before, I've worked at Carlton for a really long time. And by the time I finished up there, I was really kind of beaten down by the AFL machine <laughs> and really, really disillusioned with footy and... Um, Around that time, there was the first couple of um, AFL Women's Exhibition Games and I, I remember I, I went along to one of them and um, what I noticed the most was when I was sitting in the crowd, there were like pockets of women sitting together and they were all in teams. So a yeah. bunch of Falcons were sitting together, a bunch of Eastern Devils were sitting together and they were all cheering on their teammates on the ground. And it was just that kind of community feel and it actually like made me fall in love with footy again in that moment. I was like, yeah, this is, this is what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> it's the community around it. It's not just the, the sport and what happens on field. Um, and then, you know, from there I, I got involved at Darabin. Um, <laughs> as always happens, I, I started doing some preseason training and I was 36 at the time and, really didn't think that I would play but everyone around me told me said no nah, no you'll play <laughs> <laughs> and I did <laughs> um and just the experience of that was really profound as well um you know playing a contact sport when you haven't ever um like I've played sport I've played you know indoor soccer and things like that but I'd never played a contact sport and just using my body in that way and um, learning about my own physical strength and what I was capable of. And, and then it also made me think about, you know, at what point in my life did I stop using my physical body? Did I, you know, did I stop being in my body? Um, so that had a really, really big impact on me. Um, and, yeah, and, and I think more than that, it's just about, you know, claiming, claiming a space that has been the domain of men for a really long time and, and the camaraderie that, that goes along with having a community um, and teammates that you put your body on the line for. It's just, yeah, the personal impact on me has been enormous and I think that's that's part of the reason why I want to tell this story. Yeah, the, the film really, I just I want to make clear that the film is going to be celebrating the rat bag aspect <laughs> because, <Yeah. laughs> because like, there's such, like, we're so used to having grown up in this, like, culture of, like, like, May so, so here's something I observed. Like I, I've been in that footy teams where the group of dudes after after the Saturday game will go in and just take over a space, take over a pub, you know. And and there's lots of problems with that. And, and but the feeling of being in that group is is kind of amazing. And what I've freaking loved observing is. <laughs> Groups of women doing the exact freaking same thing, and like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like the 
Westy women as a group, as a unit, are mongrels. And it's so good. <laughs> like, it's so good. And it's so empowering. And you know what? Freaking take the space. Just take it. It's yours. Do it. Like, you can draw so much power and confidence. A certain type of person can draw so much power and confidence from that just being with a group of people and the support of those people. Like, it's such an access point for people to become their best selves. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's also an access point for people to become absolutely their worst selves as well. But <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's something that we want to, like, really have in the, in the film. Like, the, the association of all of those things with, like, partying and music and, and, and it's like, I don't know, but women's footy is like the punk version of male footy. And that's that's the kind of thing we wanna we wanna we wanna have here. Like it's it's intrinsically linked with social and political movements that have existed for uh, as long as uh, women have been oppressed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And and it's, it that's what like football is a political act. Everything is political. I think we're at this point now where like sport as sport being very important for sport's sake is not an actual truth of the world we live in. Sport is a platform to reveal deeper cultural truths and, like, that's happening at the community level. I mean, it's happening at the AFL level with, you know, resistance. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but it's happening at the community level and being celebrated and that's freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that line that women's footy is the punk version of men's footy. I'm definitely going to pull that out as a quote to share absolutely everywhere. Um, yeah. You you mentioned earlier that um, women's the inclusion of women's team at your club changed the fabric of the club. What were some things you noticed on a day-to-day level being at the club that were different? It felt that, well, the, the starkest thing for, for me was how actually natural it felt. <laughs> like it, it actually, the second there was a women's side there and the second there were 80 to 100 um, women in the change rooms after every game, the second we were all training together, like it just seemed so ridiculous that this hadn't happened before. So I guess like for, for me that was actually, that was the 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 normalcy was the most shocking thing like like why it really it really rattled around in my brain for a long time why couldn't my sister who's my age why didn't she grow up playing this game she loves footy as much as i do why didn't why didn't she she have this same experience so i guess um I mean, what we found as well is, is is women really making like a club like West Brunswick, our footy club. It's it's um, it's a transient club. It's a young people's club, and it's always been groups of a, a group of mid twenty ish year old people who take the club and and shape it in their own in their own image. And that thing has happened now. Um, but it's a group of mid twenties women who are our, our president is I, I would dare say the youngest president in the Baffa. Um, her name's Beth Cook and. The, the committee have become, it's a player-run club. Um, the committee is, is at least 50% uh, women now. Um, and it's those, those changes are for the better. <laughs> yeah. um, and also, like, it's fun. It, like, yeah. it, it's fun having, having women around the club. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's improved the attitudes of the men at the club, like limited 
the sorts of negative things that can happen when it's just a whole bunch of mid-20s dudes together all the time? I would say so. I mean, West Brunswick's always been a kind of, um, well, always been in my lifetime at the club, has always been a, a kind of inclusive, relatively progressive place. Like I, I would hazard to say that a lot of the social problems that I've noticed maybe at other clubs I've played at um, possibly weren't as prevalent at West Brunswick. But there has certainly been an introduction to a lot of ideas for a lot of men at West Brunswick that they maybe wouldn't have been introduced to otherwise. Um, uh, you know, the idea of the idea of um, gender pronouns, um, uh, the, our support for, for pride matches, I guess exposure to LGBTIQ um, communities. Like it's a lot of men in a cis-hetero space like football don't have the opportunity to engage with that culture and it becomes not a scary thing anymore. It becomes a freaking lovely thing. <laughs> yeah. so, um, for mine, those changes have been very positive at West Brunswick. Um, and I would, look, we, we are, we, there are a lot of, like, the club is very mindful of, of, um, of respect issues and, and mental health issues and we have speakers on a pretty regular basis and they're usually from within the club because there's just so many amazing people <laughs> um, yeah. there. So I, I think in that sense there has been a, there has been a notable change. And I, you know what? Yeah, I would say that perhaps the... Perhaps for a lot of a lot of the lads who have come from the country or whatever, or, or from from out of suburbs, to a lot of our players come to come to the city to go to uni, um, and then end up playing. I, I think it's a really nice exposure to um, to a, a broader broader community that they might not have experienced before. Yeah, brilliant. And Al, I just want to oh. shout out the fact that Darabin should have been celebrating its thirtieth year of existence this year, but oh, now I know, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so Darabin, can you, just for those who aren't totally across Darabin as a club, mm -hmm. can you give people a short rundown of the, the way it came to exist? Um, well, I'm not, I'm not the full bottle on the, uh, the whole history, <laughs> but, um, around 1990 started out as one, um, women's football team. Um, and now 30 years later, we've grown. We're a multi-sports club. Uh, we have cricket, soccer, um, and eight ball, which is a uh, snooker game if anyone's unfamiliar with it. Um, <laughs> so, you know, yeah, so we went from like that one team to like now having something like 700 women and girls playing sport. Um, it's a pretty incredible club that... It's entirely women run. Our entire board are, are women. Um, a lot of coaches are women, um, and it's just a really unique space, like to to be in an environment where women are literally making every single decision. And yeah, it's just incredible. It's an incredible club. Yeah, amazing. So you were doing recently a call out for archival footage from community clubs. Is this still? Do, do you still need more archival footage? Yes. More than ever. <laughs> yeah, because we can't shoot anything. So <laughs> yeah, we, need to, we need we need all the footage. Yeah. And so where can people get in touch with you if they want to send you stuff? Um, well they could probably just email us at <laughs> katpfilm at gmail.com. Um yep. get in touch We're with us. Instagram, Facebook, 
Instagram, yep. Facebook. Or hit us up on social media. I'll be the one that replies to you. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> Bill doesn't, doesn't do that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we're just looking for anything. It doesn't have to be game vision, like actually more behind-the-scenes uh, mongrel stuff, the better, you know. Um, yeah. Rat bag stuff, should you say. Totally rat bag yeah. stuff. Yeah. Punk, punk stuff. <laughs> punk stuff, yeah. yes. That That's a good descriptor of you, actually, Alison. Um <laughs> Good. That's a good thing, not a bad thing. No, I'm quite happy with that. No, I've never thought of myself as punk, but maybe I am. That's brilliant. Thank you so much for joining us, Bill and Alison. Uh, I feel weird saying us and then saying thank you, Alison, because Alison is us. Anyway, uh, (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much. Remember to go and follow Kicking Against the Pricks on Facebook and Instagram. It's What's the handle again, Alison, for those who want to go and search it? K-A-T-P film. Go and search that. We've linked it on Siren a few times as well. Make sure you subscribe to the Siren newsletter. Uh, There's plenty of links everywhere for that, but just head to sirensport.com.au for more women in sport content. But otherwise, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing this film develop as, you know, footy starts to come back next year, I suppose. Fingers crossed. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jim. Welcome to ACAST Recommends. Every week, we pick some of our favourite shows and this is one we think you're going to love. G'day, this is Tim Gilbert. And I'm Shane Lee. Together, we'll bring you the only podcast you'll need to get your daily dose of sport. With episodes out Monday to Friday afternoons, ready for you on your drive home. We've got a quick hit of sports headlines, keeping you up to date with the news you need to know. And we'll take a deep dive into the stuff you've always wanted to know. Cannot wait. Subscribe to Afternoon Sport coming soon. We'll see you then. ACAST is home to the biggest podcasts from Australia and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts.